Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Lord, tonight in the name of Jesus, have mercy upon us. Heal our land. Restore us back to the original plan you had. At the back of your mind when this nation was created. You predetermined the boundaries of every nation at the time of their visitation. You have spoken your word to me and I believe it absolutely. And I trust God our faith will be released for your people to believe you tonight. That within the next three years. By the time Nigeria celebrates our 62nd anniversary. Our fame will replace our shame. And your name will be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Nigeria will bring gifts to you. Nigeria will bring gifts to your city. The kings and priests and kings who you have ordained will bring gifts to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sing Psalm 61 with me tonight. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth, we lie.
Amen. You may be seated. It was David, the son of Jason, and the sweet psalmist of Israel, who captured my disposition towards Nigeria, especially on this occasion of our 59th independence anniversary. David said in Psalm 27, verse number 13, He said, and I quote him, Psalm 27 verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Read that with me. Ready? Read. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Which one came first? The chicken or the egg? Read that verse again. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Which one came first? The believing or the seeing? He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed. He believed that was why he didn't lose heart. Today, Nigerian citizens are trooping out of their country in search of a better life in other climes. Some have lost their lives while crossing the desert. Others were washed away by the torrents of the sea. At home, just this past week in Kaduna State, the den of the wicked was invaded And fellow citizens, young and old, were brought out of captivity into freedom. They had been there for years. On Sunday night, to compound the matter, as I watched the 10 o'clock news on channels, television, my heart was terribly grieved when I saw 13 girls on TV pregnant, kept in a house where they were impregnated, and their babies taken away from them from time to time and sold to the patronize, to those patronizing the wicked in their trade. In addition to all this, I also know several people who have taken and are taking advantage of the opportunities in foreign countries, especially Canada, to relocate their families far away from the chaotic disorder restlessness and organized crime we are presently faced with as a nation. It is common knowledge that in our nation might is right, that the law is powerless and that justice never goes forth, just as Abacog the prophet said. I'm sure we all students of the Bible We know what to expect in that type of country or such climb where that happens. In case you don't know, Isaiah spelled out what will happen in such a nation where justice does not go forth and where law is powerless. Isaiah 59 verse 14 to 16. Isaiah 59 14 to 16. 
justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off. For truth is falling in the street and equity cannot enter. So truth fails and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Do I have witnesses here? That the moment you make up your mind to do things right and to do the right thing, rather than increasing, you begin to diminish. You'll be ostracized, you'll be etched out, and what should legitimately be yours will be taken away from you and given to those who can play the same game with them. Read that verse one more time. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Next verse. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 15. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him, that there was no justice. Then verse 16. He saw that there was no man and wondered there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own ambrose salvation for him and his own righteousness is sustained him. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, that does not mean God does not have his own armory. He does. He can kill with hailstone more than you can do with your weapon. In one day when the right man shows up, like Samuel, all Philistines will go into hiding. They do not need to shoot any arrow anymore because Almighty God himself will descend. I want you to know tonight that tomorrow or the future does not belong just to entrepreneurs as businessmen make you realize the future belongs to intercessors. God is looking for those who can intercede. And I want you to rise this night that the spirit of of prayer will invade you, the spirit of supplication and the spirit of prayer. God will raise you a mighty intercessor, one who can stand in the gap for this nation without fail, that you'll be burdened by what bodies God. Our military will be turned right side up as the righteous will begin to intercede in within the army, within the armed forces of the nation, so that they can go with praise to battle, and like it happened in the days of Jehoshaphat, the enemy would turn against themselves in the mighty name of Jesus. He saw there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness is sustained him. Thank you, Father. May the Lord baptize you afresh with a spirit of supplication and prayer. May your prayers become fervent, become effective, become result-oriented. And may God raise within the armed forces in Nigeria, within the military, within the police, within the navy, men of God who hate evil, who eschew evil, and who love righteousness. That they will become the ones that will lead us to battle. We accept their recognition. 
that their efforts without God had failed. That God is taking over. So tonight let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. In Sambisa Forest. In the northeastern part of the country. In the northwestern part of the country. In the enclaves of the evil one. Let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. In Jesus mighty name. And the people said. Amen. You may be seated. I have often wondered. Why I'm still here myself. With all the opportunities and open doors available to me in other nations. I do not boast and I don't, I don't talk to excite people. I preached three days in North Carolina, just three. I know how much they put in my account. And I know how many invitations... I'm saying no to. Sometimes I wonder what am I doing here. A while ago, one of my children had a dream. And the dream, someone in authority placed a call to me and I answered the call. And when we finished the telephone conversation, I dropped the phone. And I told my children and wife, pack your things. It's time to leave. When she relayed the dream to me, I said, okay, let's wait and see what God will do. She did not know that that dream set me on a journey to really search and find out what the mind of God is. About the safety of my soul, my family, and the people of God he has committed to my hands. Brothers and sisters, it is common sense that anybody who has the opportunity to live in peace and plenty elsewhere, we go for it. I can't hear you. The world today is a global village. Nobody wants to stay in the midst of scarcity and chaos. So I would never judge harshly those who are living. Believe me, it is the force of destiny that has kept some of us here. And we trust God that at the end, our collective hope will not be derailed or frustrated. In Jesus' mighty name. Turn your Bible with me to Lamentations 3, 22 to 26. I want us to pray before I go any further. Lamentations 3, 22 to 26. Everyone is on his way to Canada. My secretary just resigned. She's gone with her husband. Canada, here we come. In droves, members of this church are coming with their families and asking me to pray for them as you are going. What do I do? Tell them to stay. Where is the job? Where are the opportunities? Where is the health care? (laughs) 
Lamentations chapter 3, 22 to 26. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I'm not running out of here. Do you understand me? I'm not running out of here. Look at that last sentence there. Read it with me. Ready? Read. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is not wrong for you to leave if God is asking you to leave. But for me, my destiny is intertwined with that of this nation. And this is not the time to run out because the dream had led me to what you are about to hear tonight. I had to go and seek the face of God because I do not dismiss things that others see. I just said, no, 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 that does not mean, ah, 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 ah. I saw it as an invitation to press in to find out what he is doing. In the name of Jesus, say with me, the wicked flee. The wicked flee. When no man pursues him. When no man pursues him. The righteous. Is as bold as a lion. In the name of Jesus. Because I am willing and obedient. I will eat the good of this land. There is plenty in this land. My ground must produce. So tonight, in the name of Jesus, I compel my ground to produce for me. This is my place of birth. My inheritance is in this nation. And all that is mine must spring forth and come to me. Favor of God. Favor of man. I'll be the right man in the right place at the right time with the right solution that will command resources in the name of Jesus. And the people said, Hallelujah. While I was in New York at the Goalkeeper Summit, one thing that was very clear to me is that where you are born is probably more predictive of your future than any other factor. That's not original with me. I don't, I don't plagiarize. I will open the page. This is Goalkeeper Summit 2019. I studied from cover to cover. Here it is, yeah. Where you are born is more predictive of your future than any other factor. A gentleman sat in my home on Sunday night and was talking to me about my mother. He said, do you know, after I read your book, I came to the conclusion that if your mother had been born elsewhere apart from Nigeria, she would have been an industrialist, a manufacturer, or a scientist that would discover so many things. Geography can limit you. Gender can frustrate you. Do you understand me? 
And I began to listen. I didn't go there to, to preach or to talk. I went there to listen. What is it? What are the things that are working here? And why are they not working elsewhere? Why are we in our situation? Some of the lessons learned, I would like to share them with you. Are you ready? Listen to this. In civilized societies, among other things, health and education, the key components of what economists call human capital are heavily prioritized. Nutrition for children, their health, their education, heavily prioritized. I don't want to compare. I don't want to compare with our own end here. I remember a particular year I was rejoicing here and dancing in the days of Yaradwa. And I was rejoicing that for the first time in the history of this country, we have a president who was a former lecturer with master's degree in education. We have a vice president who obtained a PhD. And we have a minister of education who is also a doctor, PhD holder. I said, now they will prioritize education. I later read, in order to create six express roads in Abuja, they diverted the funds for education and health to fix the road. In those civilized world, they know that without human capital, no country can unlock productivity and innovation. Without human capital development, no country can cut poverty, create opportunities, and generate prosperity. So they invest heavily in health and education. Leaders of thoughts in those developed nations know that investments in human capital today help people increase their incomes tomorrow. And without human capital, that is, healthy and educated people, it is virtually impossible to escape poverty. I look at the 17-point agenda of the global goals for sustainable development set for the year 2030 by the UN to bridge the gap between the poor and the rich nations as well as reduce or eliminate as much as possible the inequalities in geography and gender. And I wondered if anybody is thinking of these goals in my own nation. These are the 17 goals set for sustainable development and the encouraging nations to prioritize this so that by 2030, inequalities as a result of geography and gender can be drastically reduced. What are the things they want to get rid of? One, poverty. Two, Zero hunger. Three, good health and well-being. Four, quality education. Five, gender equality. Six, clean water and sanitation. Seven, affordable and clean energy. 
I can read on and on. They will look like Greek to you. Because I do not know anyone who is sitting and saying, let's craft our own development around these things. But I was a living witness when the Prime Minister of India came to be honored that night. And how they stopped defecation in public place in India. That is now a thing of the past. Everywhere there are toilets and people are trained how to use the toilets. Go on the streets of Lagos, probably the most civilized. Somebody is standing, doing it there. And listen to the prime minister, a young lady of New Zealand. And listen to the prime minister of Spain, a young man. Find young people with energy, with intellect, with zest. Driving the government of their nations. And doing everything possible to alleviate the sufferings of their people. And it seems we rejoice when our people suffer. And they die like chicken on our roads that are nothing but dead traps. And in our hospitals that are nothing but, 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 but uh, <laughs> mortuaries. We think government is about long convoy of cars and living in a palace that your father did not build and throwing barbariga every we think government is about rankaidede is a 24/7 sleepless duty to ensure that your nation is respected among the committee of nations Thank God that a Nigerian was there too. Alaji Aliko Dangote. I tried to look for all our bishops, all our general superintendents, all our general overseers. There were a few Christians that I saw there, and one or two pastors that I also saw there. But the big names that I saw are not thinking about sustainable development. They're building their private empires. They are not a force to reckon with, to compel government to think a different thought. But thank God there's an Alaji Aliku Dangote who is partnering with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and it's sent there publicly with statistics that they have been able to take two million children from the north out of malnutrition. Two million. And that they're deploying much more resources so that malnutrition will not be in northern part of the country anymore. And the same week, he gave $20 million to have the African center so that our story can be told by ourselves. When he finished his presentation, 
I left my seat to go to him. He said, ah, I saw you on the screen. I was wondering. I knew you were here. I thought you had gone. I said, I'm not going to. I want to thank you for letting our voice be heard in an environment like this. And I want to assure you, more of us are on the way to join you to make Nigeria better. In the name of Jesus. We have enough resources in this nation that no child should go to bed hungry. Like David, I too would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living, the living. And I said, as I said, please note that what you believe will affect the state of your heart. Out of your heart proceeds the issues of life, but what you believe will affect what goes on inside there. As I meditated on these things, the Holy Spirit helped my faith by the revelation of the word and by an open vision. And that's why we are here tonight. First, the revelation of the word. The Holy Spirit showed me that without walking in the light of the living, experiencing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living is a pipe dream. Without walking in the light of the living. You cannot experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 56. That psalm is very important. I want you to look at the heading of that psalm. The heading, the title is very, very important. It's a prayer for relief from tormentors. For those in the diaspora, spoke about the silent dove in distant lands. Same heading. And then it says, the psalm of David, when the Philistines captured him in Gath. This was a psalm he wrote to dedicate to that capture. And how God allowed him to escape. Psalm 56, verse number 3 to 7. Psalm 56, 3 to 7. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. I'm not sure you know that there are those who will be so delighted to get rid of me. I'm hearing news everywhere. Please beef up your security. Please beef up your security. We'll plead with you. But beef up your security. I said, thank you very much. I'll do my best. I remember the day I preached here on television in Nigeria. The battle against principalities and powers. Who and who are the real enemies of Nigeria? They sent soldiers into the studio. Captured the man that was... (laughs) That allowed the tape to be played. He was beating blue black. Because I started with the military. As enemies of our, of our nation. And a, 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 a retired general, now late, of blessed memory, called me and said, where are you? I said, I'm at home. He said, if I were you, 
I will not sleep at home tonight. I was eating dinner. I'd watched that broadcast. He said, if I were you, I would not sleep in the house. He's a well-respected man. You remember this story, Mama? General whose my, the street I lived in was named after. I won't say more than that. Called me and said, if I were you, I would not sleep at home tonight. I said, thank you, sir. Mrs. B said, what did he say? He said, well, he said, if I were him, I would not sleep at home tonight. Since I'm not him, I'm sleeping here. So I went into my room after eating, and Mrs. B removed all the, 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 the mattresses of the children and brought them into my bedroom and said, we're all going to sleep in this place. <laughs> you don't know what I've taken my family through sometimes. In the times that I'm afraid, I'll trust God. You think I don't fear? I do. So that I trust God, and I know my life is hidden with Christ in God. And if you want to catch me, defeat God, defeat Christ, and you find me inside of them. And the time, whenever I'm afraid, give me that verse again. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will do what? I can't hear you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. Anybody that has flesh can't do me nothing. All day they twist my words. Don't they? You saw how they plug something out of February 2018, plugged it into what is happening now, and, and made it look like I must be part of the cabal working something out. All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. Somebody who who released that video now began to tell them, put it on every platform. We must discredit him because he must not get there. You can't stop this man. You don't understand it. You really, uh, I, and I sent congratulatory message to the man. He said, I hope you don't believe all the things you are hearing. I said, I, I don't believe anything, <laughs> but I know what you are doing. Keep doing it. Let's read further. Verse 9. Verse 9. When I cry out to you, then my enemies return back. Uh, what is my defense? Cry to God, not to people. When I cry to you, then my enemies return back. This I know because God is for me. Church, if God be for us, who can be against Let's read further. In God, I will praise his word. Look, if you don't trust God's word, then you don't trust God. And the Lord, I will praise his word. Is he crazy? He knows once he has spoken that word, he will not return to him void. His word is his bond. 
the highest manifestation of God is that of his word. In God I put my trust, I will not be afraid what can man do to me. Vows made to you are binding upon me, O God, I will render praises to you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling? That I may walk before God in the light of the living. In the light of the living. If you are not walking in the light of the living, then don't expect to eat, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You must be walking in the light of the living. That's the revelation I caught. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, light unto my path. But there's more. Let's, let's get this straight tonight. That whatever God has spoken to us in this house, what he has spoken to me, he has spoken to you, is coming to pass. What eventually drove this point home for me were the words of Elihu, the fourth friend of Job, who spoke just before God appeared and turned the situation of Job around for the better. He said, and I quote, see Job 33, 1 to 4. Job 33, 1 to 4. But please, Job, hear my speech and listen to all my words. Now I open my mouth, my tongue speaks in my mouth. My words come from my upright heart. My lips utter pure knowledge. The spirit of God has made me. Is anybody listening to that? And the breath of the almighty does what? Gives me light. Verse 14. For God may speak in one way or in another. Yet man does not perceive it. In a dream. In a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls upon men. While slumbering on their beds. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their word, their instruction. In order to do what? To turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. If God gets that done, see verses 29 and 30. If he can open your ears and give you instruction in a dream, in a night vision... If he can, he will save you from the pit. Verses 29 and 30. See what will happen. Behold, God walks all these things twice, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life. So the moment you're enlightened with the light of life, then you are able to walk in the light of the living. And guess what? You will See the goodness of the Lord in the line of... I want you to stand to your feet and pray tonight. Father, enlighten my eyes of understanding. I do not want to listen to gossip. I do not want to get my information from the cyberspace. I understand by the word of God that your word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. Holy Spirit, no one can truly enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living except they walk in the light of the living tonight I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will be enlightened with the light of life 
In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you. When my, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For if I know the reason, I'll be able to endure every season. I thank you that you will not leave us in the dark. Thank you that you will not hide yourself from us. Grant us grace to walk in the light of the living so that we can partake of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In Jesus' mighty name. You may be seated. Now to the open vision that I saw. On September the 18th, while still in the U.S., and just before the Ghost Keepers Summit in New York, I sent a message to the ICRD staff. ICRD is a... uh, NGO, International Center for Reconstruction and Development, to let them know what vision had seen. Let me read the WhatsApp message to you verbatim. Overnight today, I saw a rainbow across Nigeria, and reaching boldly across the land is the word reset. I perceive that time to reset Nigeria on the path of predictable progress is here. Truth be told, the rainbow covered the entire landscape of Nigeria. This convinces me further that this nation will neither break apart nor totter into disruption. God has a plan and purpose for us to be together. And nothing will scatter this nation in the name of Jesus. So tonight to every Nigerian home and abroad who has lost hope, Concerning the turnaround of our nation, please listen to me as I speak on the subject titled, There is a rainbow in our sky. Say that with me, there's still a rainbow in our sky. I can't hear you. Shout it. Turn your Bible with me to Genesis chapter 9, verse 8, up to verse 17. Genesis 9, verse 8 to 17. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you. If you go to Genesis chapter 6, God said to Noah, I will establish my covenant with you. Many people bank on promissory note, they don't get the cash. Because it will give you instructions to follow that will let I will become I do. When you married your husband and they said, will you take this man as your husband? Say, oh, I, I hope to do so someday. You say, I do. You didn't say, I will. In Genesis chapter 8, it says, I will make my covenant with you. After he had followed instruction, God turned the I will to I do. Okay, let's read. And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, 
of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you, never again. Somebody say never again. I can't hear you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Never again. And God said, this is a sign of the covenant which I make between me and you. And every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow. Oh, I, I, I love it when God speaks. When he personalizes these things. And you are going to find out why he's personalizing it. Because you, you might think uh, rainbow is, is something that happens. And when sun shines on water and, and water mixes with vapor. I set my rainbow in the cloud. And it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth. That the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. Tell your neighbor, there's a rainbow in your cloud. I can't hear you. You may not see it, but there's a rainbow there. And I'm going, oh yeah, it may be a cloudy day for you. And things are so overwhelming. But you need, look, God had to, after I listened to that dream and I pressed into him to pray. His response to me. Was to take a drape of rainbow. And to cover the whole landscape of Nigeria. And to write boldly on top of it. Reset. Let's, let me read. And I will remember my covenant. Which is between me and you. And every living creature. Oh no you have jumped. Give me verse 14. I like my, my rainbow. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth. That the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. Okay, And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud. And I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I've established between me and all flesh that's on the earth. Let's, let's dig deep into this and find out the significance of the rainbow. Number one, the rainbow is a symbol of God's covenant that his promises will never fail. The rainbow is a symbol of God's covenant that his promises will never fail. Number two, the rainbow was first given as a sign to Noah who trusted God through perhaps the most terrifying of all times. A global flood that destroyed all living creatures outside of the ark of Noah Except the aquatic creatures in their natural element. The rainbow was first given up as a sign to Noah. And let me tell you this. If you want to know how powerful that flood was. Okay. Go to Canada. 
and asked them to take you to Niagara Falls. God kept that fall there for you to know what they went through. The deluge of water, he kept it there so that you can go and see it. That if I'm angry with you and I decide to destroy you, I have too many weapons. One year, I took my entire family. We entered a boat and went very close. I feared God that day. Because if anything should go wrong there... God put a rainbow on the sky and uh, some things really uh, pardon my language they amaze me about God what a beautiful sight it must have been to Noah every time there was a cloud and he knew what he passed through and he saw the rainbow That would remind him of God's faithfulness, God's provision, and God's help. Let me share for that thoughts with you about the rainbow. Number one, the rainbow is God's. It is God's property. It is God's creation. This seven-colored object belongs to God. In Genesis 9, 13, he said, my rainbow. Number two, this is what amazes me about God. How many of you believe that God is omniscient, all-knowing, is, is wisdom personified? And he said, I will put the rainbow on the sky so that I will remember. But rainbow is a memory jogger for all-knowing God. You don't understand that. Do you really understand that? That God is saying, even if you will not do anything that will make me want to change my mind, I put the rainbow there so that I will remember my covenant. He said, I put the rainbow there so that it does it. I will remember. He's a memory jogger. Now, I will say further, not more for God, but for you. So that you know that no matter how cloudy it is, there's a rainbow over your head. No matter the disaster that is going on in the city, in the nation, wherever you are, there is a rainbow over your head. Tell your neighbor, there is a rainbow in your cloud. Now the covenant between God and man, in this regard, is very specific. God never said there will be no flood on earth anymore. Or else, everywhere flawed at the court would have negated God's nature as a covenant keeper. He said there will never again be flawed that will cut off 
all living beings or that will destroy all the earth. It's very specific. It didn't say there will be no more flood. That's why you're still having flood in Lagos because your leaders have eaten all the money that they should dread the roads and do it properly so that there's proper drainage. We've been here for 30 years. There have been many governors, military and otherwise in Lagos State. The flood on this road has remained there for 30 years because government is not working in Nigeria. People seek power for self and not for service. If you want to change that narrative, then make a difference. Do it this year. It's been there for 30 years. It's so bad that some of us had to pull resources together to tar the road next to the church building. In their books, they have tarred it many times. That's a fraud that is going on in our nation. You call that governance? No, that's perversity. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. This message will continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you have embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.